Hello, and I'm back with another episode of In Defense of the Gospel. I'm really excited about this topic. I say it all the time, but that's because I love sharing the Word of God. Uh, maybe I need to come up with a different introduction. But on this week, we're going to talk about one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. It's found in the book of Colossians, nonetheless. You know, I talked about Colossians on a recent episode. So Colossians is probably one of my favorite books. I just love what it talks about. It talks about how Christ is just the answer for everything. He's supreme. I love how it's just a reminder among all the chaos in the world that we face and live through, that Christ is king, he reigns supreme, and as long as I put my trust and faith in him, then I'm, I'm secure. But this verse comes from chapter 3 of that book of Colossians, and it's verse 23. It's my favorite, probably one of my favorite verses. It's my top two for sure. So what it says is, and I'm paraphrasing, it says, let everything you do, let every activity you do, do it unto the Lord and not merely unto others. I'm going to paraphrase that again, but, you know, say that again. And it says let every activity you do, do it merely, do it for the Lord and not merely for the sake of others. It's a reminder that whatever we do in life, especially as it relates to our calling, uh, to us fulfilling ministry and serving in ministry, that whatever we do, we do it unto the Lord. We do it for the Lord. We, you know, it's like God is our audience. Sometimes I feel like we get misconstrued and we kind of get mis messed up and, our focus gets off track sometimes to where we feel like sometimes we do things for, for the applause of men. But that's not who we do do it for. We do it for the Lord. And that's a reminder because sometimes, you know, I've, I've experienced this since my walk with God is that sometimes when you serve um, up under someone, they might not always see your vision. They might not always, you might not always agree on how things should be done. Or they might not agree with how you go about doing something. And so sometimes conflicts can arise, it seems like, when you're trying to please man. And and now we do have to please our masters. Ephesians will also tell us that, that we serve our masters, but we have a master even above those. So, you know, it's not to say that, you know, pleasing our bosses or pleasing our superiors or those that have rule over us in certain spheres, it's not important that their perspective doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, if we know we did our best and we know we did it unto the Lord as, as if we're doing it for God, then I think we can find a peace in that sometimes that passes all understanding. Meaning that sometimes man might not understand what you're trying to do, but God does because at the end of the day, that's what I'm doing it for anyway. And I think also, too, when we do it for God, it's just like no matter how many people applaud you, you can keep going because Jesus said this, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Sometimes... The world may not receive you just like the world didn't receive Jesus. And sometimes when we're ministering, we're ministering to the world. You know, we're not all, all of us aren't called to minister inside the four church walls. Some of us might be called to minister to those outside the church walls, which officially we refer to as the world because they, we consider them lost if they're not saved. And so sometimes when you're doing things to an audience, um, you might gonna, you're not going to always be received. But the point is that whatever you do, do it for the Lord as doing as if you're doing it unto God. And can I tell you that God sees everything. God knows everything. And sometimes man might not even give you the proper applause. I think that's the thing, too, is that it seems like sometimes when you when you depend on man's applause, sometimes that doesn't always go well. Sometimes they might not applaud you to the way you think you should be applauded. Sometimes they might not recognize you to the way that you think you should. I mean, has anybody served on teams? Let's raise our hand. I don't mean teams of software, but I mean teams before the pandemic to where we met in groups. We worked in groups of people and we tried to accomplish a project. You know, let's raise our hands if we can uh, testify and, and, and relate to this scenario to where maybe you don't get the credit you deserve on a team. 
You know, I was just in a meeting the other day at my job and we had a we had a meeting discussing how last year went and what can we improve on this year, even though we're in March. You know, we, it, it was a good time to do a recap because we still have nine months left this year. And somebody actually took credit for something that I did. I didn't get offended. I just, you know, I, I held my peace. But the old me probably would have been offended. But you know why I didn't get offended? Because everything I do, I do unto the Lord. In other words, it didn't really matter. At the end of the day, if I would have raised a big issue about it, like, you didn't do that, I did that. It, it probably wouldn't even amounted to much. It wouldn't have made much of a difference. So I was like, why am I going to fight a battle I don't need? So here I am applying wisdom. But at the end of the day, I think the thing that gave me the most peace is that it didn't really matter what man said anyway, because at the end of the day, I'm trying to do this for God. And I'm trying to please God. So, And as long as God knows my heart and he knows that I'm doing 100% of the best that I can, I think God is pleased. I think what we don't want to do is just not represent God the right way. You know, we, you know, that's one thing I am big on. And this scripture is also used for that, too. But like we serve a great God. And so whenever we represent God, I think we should try to do our best to do it in excellence because that's who we represent. We represent a great God. And so we wouldn't want our work. We wouldn't want our ministry. We wouldn't want our parenting. We wouldn't want our relationships to be any kind of indication in a negative way of God, because we serve a great God. So as much as possible, we should try to excel in all areas of our life, family, finances, ministry, work, you name it. We should try to excel and do our best to represent God in that manner, where in whatever space we find our, ourselves in, because at the end of the day, that's what we're doing it for. We're doing it for the Lord. So it just reminds, I didn't want this podcast to be super long, but I just want to talk about know who you're working for. We work for the Lord. Let everything we do, let it, the Bible says, let every activity you do, do it unto the Lord. So that means whatever we find ourselves doing, let's do it with the Lord in mind. I think that would keep us on the right track. It'll keep us focused. It'll keep us going when people don't applause us. And it'll also be like a self-check. You know, the word integrity gets thrown around a lot, especially in the workplace. And it's important because one of the things we talk about with integrity is acting in a way to act in the same way when nobody sees you. Now, we know God sees everything, but sometimes we do things in the dark that we don't want people to know about. But maybe if we think about this scripture about let everything we do, let every activity we do, maybe we'll even cut down or wipe out and eliminate completely those things that are not pleasing to God that only he might see that are done in the dark. Because at the end of the day, let everything we do reflect God. Because at the end of the day, that's who we're doing it for. God bless y'all. I hope you have a great weekend. There'll be more coming next week, but I want to talk about my favorite scripture. Know who you're working for. Colossians 3, 23. God bless.